0: Hello, I am Avery or Hazel or Kylie, you can just pick one, I don't care.
1: Hello, I am Lily.
0: And what is your position on pizza? Hmm. Great. <laughs> uh today on From the Closet, we are covering Soul. You will be able, you will find a link in the description to purchase, rent or stream the movie. Uh, our links are centered around the US, but if you use the Just Watch app, it will redirect you to your country, and if you use the website, you will be you will be able to change the country from the website page. Um, also Yay. in the link, also in the description, you will find a link to Anchor.fm, which has links to the podcast on all other platforms and our socials, uh, where you can get notified about episodes coming out.
1: Yeah, people who follow to our socials are really cool. Yeah, really poggers. (laughs) So yeah, um, before
0: we get into this, I'm going to spin the wheel to determine what movie we are doing next. Ooh, goody. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Huh. Okay, then. Yeah, so, yet again, another movie that has been on the wheel since we like since the beginning. But yeah, so, jo- join us next week for Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and Infinity Train Season 3. You can join us tomorrow for Star vs. the Forces of Evil Season 2. Two parts. Oh, yeah, two parts, because we already recorded that one and we had to split it up because it was getting too long. Um, But yeah, I think with that being said, uh, there will be spoilers for Soul uh, going forward, so if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it and come back. The Count's off. Yeah. So, with all that shit out of the way, I feel like I have to say this. Soul feels like the opposite of a typical Pixar movie. I'd like you to explain that a little bit more. So most Pixar movies I feel like they're made for kids, but adults can enjoy enjoy them. I
1: don't
0: feel like I don't feel like this movie is made for kids
1: made for adults but kids can enjoy them yeah. enjoy it i mean yeah like, the deepest message as it gets yeah, you know, about purpose and life yeah yeah
0: i definitely you know I, I feel like this was a movie that pixar made for adults which is weird because like it's the only movie i can think of where that
1: that's the case that they made it for adults Pixar woke up um, and decided, "Let's make a deep movie." <laughs> I mean, they make
0: deep movies all
1: the time, but
0: this one just feels like it was targeted to adults. There was some controversy with this movie. It's all stupid, so um, it's really not worth diving too. Yeah, it's really not worth diving too deep into it. Um, some Christians were mad that it depicted the afterlife differently. Than how they imagined it, and then like, some people. Sorry, <laughs> and then some people were mad that uh, a white woman played the voice of a black man.
1: Which I'm just gonna outright say it, and they said it in the movie, "22 can be anything." Yeah, which also
0: uh, no, that's one thing I do have a problem with about this movie is, like, they established that 22 can use whatever voice they want, and then they use she-her pronouns for 22 in the movie.
1: I mean, guess I mean, she's the... You know, yeah, I'm going to say it, because she's the one that says, um you know, the voice may uh, also pick the pronouns as well. Maybe, but, like, you know, it just kind (laughs)
0: of, it just kind of felt weird to me. But, anyway, um, I think with that out of the way, um, let's just talk about the movie in general. Um, so, we briefly touched on this before we started recording, but there's the, uh, there's the weird thing going on with the cat, and the cat's soul. Yeah. Um, so, at, at some point, Joe, uh, Joe jumps into the body of a cat, and that cat's soul ends up on the conveyor belt to the great beyond. And then, later, when Joe is no longer in the cat's body, the cat's just... alive again? I'm not sure if the uh, if this is just a plot hole or a reference to the fact that... Uh, a reference to the old saying that cats have nine lives.
1: Wait, will that mean that they have nine souls as well? Yes. I mean, in a, <laughs> in a cosmic sort of way, I can believe it.
0: <laughs> or is it um, just that the... Uh,
1: Fuck, is it Terry's or Jerry's? Jerry's. Terry is the one okay. that's you know setting the count right. Okay. So
0: it, it it could also just be that the Jerry's fixed it. Um Any of those works, um, really. Well, except for it being a genuine plot hole, that doesn't work. <laughs> But, yeah, um, so that's, I think, really the only major issue with the movie. Um, regarding it, how it fits in the Pixar theory, it was really weird, um, because we had to deal with Coco, uh, but the idea is that, like, your belief controls what you see in the afterlife, just like, um just like how it works in the Percy Jackson universe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, although it's also implied that the Percy Jackson universe also has multiple afterlives on top of that. And that most people just end up in the Greek one.
1: Yeah. And Avery, I remember we talked about this a lot and there was definitely one big issue that I had with that. With simplifying it to that way is, um, you can see that joe gardner isn't well freaked out by what he is seeing and has it's very hard to say that this is what joe gardner would see would think that he would have saw in his
0: afterlife see yeah, see um and the re- the thing that i said in response to that was that like joe gardner probably didn't Follow a particular belief system. About the afterlife. So therefore he sees what's actually there. And Dude, that was. That was the conversation we had. A long time ago. That was like. Yeah. That was probably back in 2020. When the movie came out.
1: I remember something. That I said. That I, I still hold is um, is What I believe in. Is that the Coco. Afterlife is Limbo.
0: Yeah, um, the way that the current Pixar theory describes it is, like, the Coco Afterlife is basically a different version of the conveyor belt to the Great Beyond.
1: The way I see it is that Coco Afterlife is Limbo, and then when you're forgotten, then it's only then you're, you know, seeing that, you know, conveyor fell into the great beyond, but that's just how I see it. Yeah. And then
0: like, we would also later see the monsters, um, or at least briefly we would see something of how the monsters view the afterlife, but it's really not much. (laughs) Frankly, it's almost nothing. But yeah, the whole of everything is a particularly in- interesting thing for the Pixar theory. Because it secretly confirms that a lot of movies do actually take place in the same universe. Um, and like, there are already solid connections anyway, because we have like, Riley actually being a character That we see in Finding Dory. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff too. Um, Some guy actually made a video. On YouTube. Like showing how. You could actually connect. Every single. Pixar movie or almost every single Pixar movie. Without using anything. That the Pixar theory claims. And the Pixar theory. Still works on top of that. Okay. Yeah. So I might send that to you at some point, but not (laughs) right now. Um, Um, And also, they connected like that video connects like fucking planes and some other stuff. I think.
1: Yeah. And like planes is a weird movie. Yeah, because that one wasn't made by. But in the Cars universe.
0: I actually don't really know for sure what studio made it because it wasn't Walt Disney Animation Studios. It was really, one of their other studios.
1: Okay, so not. At end of the day, it was not made by Pixar Animation Studios. right? Or a theoretical or theater release by Pixar. Yeah. Speaking
0: of theater releases by Pixar, this wasn't one. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
1: This was during uh, COVID, right?
0: Yeah. Um. Good God, my headphone cord is getting really annoying. Okay, so this was one of three Pixar movies uh, to not be released in theaters. Um, what are the other two? Turning Red and Luca. And we've already covered Turning Red, which you can find... Um, in the playlist the playlist is linked down below if you're listening to this on youtube and if you're listening to this on any other platform just click the name of the podcast and it should take you to it um but yeah uh this came out on christmas day in 2020 so covid was still very much like a massive thing Mm -hmm. um it we're seeing a weird rise in COVID now, but it's nowhere near as bad as it used to be. Um, and I'm certainly yeah. grateful for that. But this I was a nice little Christmas crazy. present to get, especially since, like, unlike what Disney did with like, Raya and the Last Dragon and um, some other stuff, this movie was like just free with your Disney Plus subscription and you didn't have to pay extra
1: for it. Yeah, what they did with Raya was dirty. Yeah. Um, Pixar, you're like, giving us uh, Christmas gifts.
0: Yeah, like all three of the Pixar movies that were released, uh, ex- like just straight to Disney Plus, uh, n- they didn't charge you extra for any of them. So that was really cool. It was. Um, I don't think that I watched this movie the day it came out. Um,
1: I, I do know didn't.
0: that. I do know that later um, I did watch it with my sister, but that was for sure after I had already seen it once. Um, and also that was for sure after Luca came out, because we wanted to watch both, but we just didn't have time. Um, I think and we are going to cover Luca eventually.
1: It'd be funny if that was, was the um, wheel landed on. Yeah, that would have been funny.
0: Okay, so what are things that you uh, would like to say about this movie
1: real quick? I think you should already know jazz. (laughs) Um, You know, like
0: we're both musicians. So I think we both have like an appreciation for like how this movie, um, like revolves around music in a little bit um, of a sense. Yeah.
1: So, um, you're a pianist. Um, I'm, I play the clarinet, but I also um, was, like, in jazz. Like, that was my thing. I loved doing, like, jazz clarinet, despite how what unpopular it was. <laughs> what did you think of the um,
0: the opening, like, the Disney logo music in this? Oh,
1: I loved it. <laughs> I hated it because, you know, it was all bad, in fact okay so this is actually i think i said it before in our tangled episode i went to disneyland and was able to so with my band there's something called the um, imagination studio which you bring your instruments or in the choir's case, their whole selves. And you get seated in a professional recording studio with a professional conductor and they teach you a long lessons and you are actually recording Disney music, like how they would in a feature length film. See, um, Sorry to, like, cut
0: you off here, but, like, when you said the choir, like, had to bring their whole selves, I just imagined, like, somebody getting kicked out because they didn't bring their arm or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, and the first thing that they had us do was the Walt Disney logo. Hmm and i i didn't go the first year like so it goes every the band goes every 2 years so my freshman year i didn't go but i remember it was not good so i just imagine that's how it went just doing the Walt Disney logo badly <laughs> Oh my god, my headphone cord is literally,
0: like, fucking up every other word. Um, hello? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. It's just that your audio keeps getting bleep, like, bled into
1: my audio. Well, hopefully I'm loud enough that it doesn't matter. But, yeah, um, I love that yeah, it's bad, It's like, when you ask like me that it's a question. middle school band. Sorry, when you asked me that question, I remembered as like, oh, yeah, it's changed into, like, more of a jazz, like, you know, full band. I was like, I loved it that I remembered a bit more. It's like, wait a minute, that was supposed to reflect the actual band that Joe Gardner was playing, was conducting. Oh, Right. That band was awful. Yeah, because it was a bunch of middle schoolers. Um, Oh, I remember at least my 8th grade band was a whole lot better than that. Fuck.
0: I remember my school band being just awful all around. I've told you stories about that before.
1: Yeah, but I mean... And the band that I played with, you know, in my senior year of high school won first place at state, so. So. See, I don't even know that Alabama yeah. has
0: state band competitions.
1: Hmm. I just know that um, Oregon does, they appreciate the arts.
0: Clearly. But, uh, anyway. So, regarding this movie, uh, there's also the whole joke that people have pointed out, um, that, like, 22 couldn't find a reason to want to live until she had lived. So, it's a catch-22 Haha, see what you did there, Pixar. Love the whole concept of the zone, how we actually see Joe go into the zone early in the movie, and we don't know
1: what it is until later. Yeah, um, so, something I kept thinking about is uh, at least in jazz, that you're, you kept you're thinking about something? Doing that sort of impromptu. You're not just, you know, going into the zone, you know, not listening to anything around you. The thing about jazz is you're constantly listening to things around you. You're responding to the drummer. You're responding to, you know, the bass. You're responding. You're matching what they do and then you know call it's all call and response yeah but like the
0: only times we actually see joe go into the zone is either when he's playing alone or when he stops paying attention to the other people around
1: him like we but actually see him do that I... yeah so one of the things i don't really like about and I'm just moving away from the mood for a second. Just animated cartoons that try to touch up into music. They love it to say that, you know, fuck the music, um, you know, sheet music. If everyone just are playing what they wanted to, it sounds good. Because everyone should do what they want to, no rules. I've seen quite a few TV shows that like to go to that conclusion, and it's not right. (laughs) Okay, so I think
0: it's more of like, these people are, um, you know, good enough at uh, music and good enough at playing off of other people. That they don't need to rely on sheet music, and they can just work off of each other. Um, That's not the case for, like... In this
1: situation, it's perfect. In other TV shows, it it drives me up a wall.
0: Yeah. Like, um, I would say it was also perfect, like, in Back to the Future, when, like... Marty just gave a couple of instructions to a band, and that was all they needed, and, you know, it was fine. Because you understood that the band was, you know, good enough to be able to play off of what he was doing.
1: Yeah, I And I said it before on this podcast, I have, like, you know... To uh, a brother and a sister. So. I just randomly hear what. You know they're watching. You know Mickey Mouse. And what all of that. Mickey Mouse is the worst offender. To things I'm saying right now. The amount of crimes. Mickey what Mouse seen. has. The amount of
0: crimes Mickey Mouse has committed. Is too many.
1: It's so sad that they're. Showing this megalomaniac to children, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so
0: I also love that like you could go. Y- it shows that like it's not just musicians who get into the zone. I felt that when um, what was his name? Moonwind. I felt it when he said like he became a lost soul playing Tetris. Because <laughs> like you know I I'm really good at Tetris myself, even though, like, I haven't played in a while, um, so yeah, like, I totally get it, um,
1: how good are you at Tetris? Um, good enough to not, I don't totally suck. (laughs) Have you ever won in Tetris 99? No. Mostly because I don't play enough, and when I do, I don't loot. I don't win. <laughs> okay,
0: I, I'd say I, I, I've won more than a couple of times in 99, but now I don't have Nintendo Switch Online, so I can't play it. Well, I can play some of the other modes, just not the online ones.
1: Okay, I want to bring up to the point Well, my favorite jokes is that um, when they were watching the mentor video, the soul that was uh, what well, megalomaniac that is intensely opportunistic. <laughs> yeah, like my immediate
0: thought process was like, um, Hitler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, or, I mean, I guess it's any, I think it's a stand-in for really any sort of terrible person throughout history yeah but like
0: also the thing about this like the thing that this establishes too is that like um the jerrys don't distinguish between good and evil they just they're like completely impartial and they throw souls into
1: like they give souls personality
0: traits at random it seems
1: yeah I would even say that um what they're uh throwing someone like a for I forgot which and later in the movies they're throwing souls into different personalities. Like, hmm, we should really stop, you know, throwing so many in there. <laughs> yeah. It was
0: um it was definitely one of those things where it's like clearly they're meant to be impartial or their job is to do th- is to make it random. Which yeah, truly, yes. only the human mind is capable of generating randomness. So this kind of makes sense why it's not automated by a robot.
1: I mean, I feel like the Jerrys are the closest thing that the Pixar universe has to a god. No? You have
0: a closer Ra- thing? Yeah, recall in Turning Red?
1: Hmm. I guess that's true. It, it,
0: yeah, it's explicitly stated that, like, Sun-Yi, or su Yir-Yir or whatever her name was, like, was gifted the power to turn into a red panda by a god.
1: <laughs> the Jerrys are like, oh, you want to turn into a red panda? Sure, why not? I don't actually think that's what happened, but it'd be funny if it did. It would be really funny if it was. Yeah. Um, Oh, I think we haven't talked about Jerry enough. And the Terrys. Because I love, like, the little flat animation that they did.
0: I do, too. Like, it was really cool seeing, like... Although, I do have some questions, because there was a heart monitor that was not plugged in that was beeping um and then we see uh
1: jerry or terry in it it operates off of batteries
0: yeah but it also wasn't plugged into a patient
1: oh <laughs> so it, it should have hair, uh, terry <laughs> but yeah it uh that was a little...
0: That's just a minor nitpick. It doesn't really matter. Um, I just you, you thought know, it
1: was um, weird. know, DVD um, screen this particular heart, heart monitor had that.
0: <laughs> you know, that's another thing, too, like, with heart monitors. The thing that really annoys me is um, when, whenever you see a heart monitor in, like, TV shows or movies and... A character dies, it does that long, like, stretched Ye- out beep. Yeah. That's not realistic. It actually just stops making noise altogether. It's, it's only... It on- it's only supposed to make that long beep if it becomes unplugged from the patient.
1: Oh. That makes sense. So I guess... It would be more accurate if it... And the patient just... Straight up left. Then it make that long beep. Yeah. There's at least one team... There's at least one situation in media... Where the patient just straight up left. Then yeah. Then make this that one. beep.
0: <laughs> and it doesn't I do it.
1: <laughs> Aww.
0: Um... You know, back on, like, pianos and stuff, from what I've heard, the piano is animated correctly in this movie every time we see it, which is something that we can't say for a lot of animation. They don't bother.
1: It's true, but um, uh, have you seen the the, um, stuff with Encanto? Encanto? That's, That's it. Um, yeah, um, I've seen
0: some of it, but, like, it's kind of hard to judge whether the piano is animated correctly there,
1: because we're well, looking at it from a side angle. It's not just the piano. It's how they got their, um, shots. Because I've seen a lot of videos uh, of where you can see the, um, the dancers that, uh, gave the inspiration to the actual, um... Animation, especially the dancers that, that go around, um, Mirabelle. And then how that gets transferred into the rough sketch and then how that tr- gets transferred into, you know, the final take of animation. Mm. So I believe they would have something like that here where they're getting actual people to do these, uh, one-of-a-kind um, shots, and they animate that.
0: So, from what I heard, um, they actually filmed somebody playing the piano from multiple different angles, so that the animators could do- animate it correctly.
1: Yeah. Um, they do that with um, playing piano, they do that with dancing. Dancing is a big one. And one that they used a lot with Encanto. Encanto. Make yeah, sure that so, dancing is just right.
0: Something similar we'll see later when we cover Ruby. Um, a lot of the fight scenes are um, motion capture. Um, where oh. like they capture people actually performing the moves that we see in the fights. Or at least something similar. Um, they do some impossible shit later. Um, but usually it's a... Animation on top of motion capture for ruby fight scenes.
1: Yeah. Um, Pixar, Disney love doing that. They love um, making references, having their references be, you know, humans doing their animation and then just animating that.
0: Yeah, and then, like, with Avatar The Last Airbender, that was, like, mostly hand-drawn animation. So they actually taught the, anima- the animators martial arts. <laughs> so that they Beautiful. would know how to do... Yeah, so, like, they would know how to do the moves themselves so that they could then animate them. Like, there's a lot of different animation techniques. And then, like... I don't know, like... I didn't... I, my filmmaker brain was not on for this movie, so I didn't think about the sound design at all. Um, and I guess, since my filmmaker brain wasn't on, and I didn't notice any particular sound design things, that must mean that the sound design in this movie was amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, one of my favorite um, tracks from this movie is whenever Terry comes on. It's just I like, didn't notice the it, score all that much. Um, well, specifically, Terry is more like it's a void. His soundtrack is a lot left to be desired, and that's the point. I don't know. It fits to someone who, you know, is destined to count souls uh, that enter the afterlife. God, that, like, that must be torture.
0: And then, like, people were talking about, like, all the times that the count could be off um, throughout all of, like, the Pixar universe, if you believe in the Pixar theory. Mordu is a very clear one. um, And it's likely the one that, like, where the count was off centuries ago. That's likely what they were referencing.
1: Um, you've seen Onward, right? Um, yeah, of course. That's the last movie i seen with my, um, in theaters before COVID.
0: Yeah, it was also the last movie I watched in theaters before COVID, but the last movie I watched in theaters recently was, uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, but with Onward, uh, the count would have been off again because, like, Ian and Barley, I believe his name was, brought their dad back. Oh, God, wait a minute. But, um... It's likely that there is a different thing for, um... Either the Great Before has multiple portals for, like, other planets, um, which would be very weird, or there's a different Great Before for wherever... Ian and Barley live.
1: I would say, at least, there's different sections of the Great Before. So, like the Jerry's are in charge of, you know, the Earth Great Before, and then there might be a separate entities that are for other places. You know, yeah, the and end then of the Great Beyond, there might be more Terry's. And then there's the question of like, what
0: happens when the humans leave Earth? Like, I think, obviously, it makes sense that, the, that, like, in the context of the Pixar theory, then they're the ones giving the souls to cars. Which, holy shit, that's actually a better explanation for how the cars
1: come to life in the first place. Um, so, what we see in The Great Before and Great Beyond is just one giant glowing ball. It,
0: I've heard it called the existential bug zapper.
1: <laughs> nah, I think it's just like forming a greater conscience or whatever.
0: Nah, I prefer existential bug zapper. You would. <laughs> I can't help it. It's so beautiful.
1: Um, hey, you can't so, see I'm nodding my head. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you
0: didn't get that reference, you haven't seen every Pixar movie.
1: How dare you. <laughs>
0: But yeah, um, regarding things that are in every Pixar movie, I don't remember where A113 is. Um, the voice of John Ratzenberger is not in this movie, but there is an animated version of him that like appears in this movie. Um, I think it's during the office scene, but I could be wrong. But also in the office scene is the Chinese takeout box. Um, the scene where that guy is like, oh, what am I doing with my life? And then he just knocks everything off the table and runs off. That's where we see the Chinese takeout box. I'm not sure about the Pizza Planet truck, um, but it wouldn't pizza surprise Planet me if it was in the background is somewhere. In Hall of everything. Oh, was it?
1: Okay. Yeah. The Pizza um, Planet truck. There was a truck- lot of stuff
0: in. There was a lot of stuff in the Hall of Everything, because um, like we saw the Axiom, we saw the broccoli pizza from Inside Out.
1: The we same. Saw- Go ahead. Yeah. Um- I don't know if you can really call that A113 because it is a very blurry picture that I'm seeing this from. Yeah,
0: I mean, I can go back and look. Uh, chances are Cinema Wins pointed it out if they did a video on this movie. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could go back and look later. But yeah, uh, back on the Hall of Everything, there's also like Merida's bow and arrows and the targets from Brave. And it, they're very clearly the same ones. And I can't even remember what else is there. There's just a lot of references in that one area. And then there's also... Okay. Um, in the list of 22's mentors, there's Luxo Jr. I wonder that is how the that most...
1: mentorship went.
0: <laughs> yeah. That is the one confusing. That that's the most confusing because I think that can't like that kind of canonizes the Luxo Jr. short, and there have been people working on tying in all the Pixar shorts into the Pixar theory. Good luck, because that is a very daunting task. I hope you like Cars. Oh yeah, but I, I feel like Cars are the easiest ones to do. Same with like yeah, twenty two versus Earth and Jack Jack Attack. Still, there's a lot of car shorts. Too many. They milked that franchise way too much, and it wasn't even a good
1: franchise to start with. Makes sense why they started milking Toy Story now. They're I kind of something. hope At they're least done. Milk something good. I kinda hope they're done with Toy Story. I hope so too, but I can't exactly um say I don't expect them to at least be thinking about Toy Story Five. God. And like Toy Story Four should've like
0: in my in my opinion and in many other people's opinion, Toy Story Four should have just been called Woody because it goes against whatever a lot of the, um, a lot of what the other Toy Story movies kind of established. It doesn't, yeah. it, it's not like it doesn't make sense. It's just like calling
1: it Toy Story feels a bit disingenuous. It goes against the theme of Toy Story.
0: Yeah. But yeah, this movie was really great. Um, it is a bit hard to watch at times for me because, um, you know what, actually, I don't want to talk about that.
1: Hmm. Okay. Uh, at least for me, um, I think I referenced it briefly, but I watched this yesterday, and I, I just want to get on it immediately. I do really love this movie. Yeah, I do too. Um, when it comes to Pixar movies, I would actually put on the topper half of Pixar.
0: Yeah, I'd probably say the same. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe Pixar's got a lot of good movies. I think it's true, the, but I think the sold bottom half consists. I think the bottom half consists of absolutely, uh, car- all three Cars movies, the Good Dinosaur. Incredibles 2. But I'm not sure what. uh, Maybe Finding Dory. Even though Finding Dory is not really bad. It's just. It was kind of
1: unnecessary. Same with Monsters University. At the very. You have to admit that. With how many bangers Pixar has, you would have to put even some good movies in the bottom. Basically. Uh half because, you know, how many movies they've released and how many were good.
0: I mean the way I see it, Pixar's only ever made one bad movie, and that was Cars 2. All the others are are okay at worst.
1: Like you know, actually how many Pixar movies have there been made? At least twenty-five. Twenty-six. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I believe this is right. When was. Um. So, you're gonna have to confirm this for me. Soul was the 22nd movie, right? Uh, let's see. Turning Red was 25,
0: uh. Which makes Luca 24, which makes Soul
1: 23. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'll, I just want to look at all Pixar movies. Because there's a Wikipedia for this. Because there's a Wikipedia for everything. Damn. Should, it, yeah. should it have been 22. That would
0: have been some nice, like, poetry, I guess.
1: But I think we already have enough nice poetry with. What happens in the movie? So, twenty-two to get um, the Earth path, twenty-two to find twenty-two Spark, we need to go down to Earth. But to go down to Earth, you need an Earth path.
0: Yeah. Like a she couldn't find 22. a reason. Yeah. But I I mentioned that earlier in this podcast.
1: I just love that. um, No, it's just it's just a catch 22 right there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, But I think with all that being said, do you um, have any like final closing thoughts before we look at the critic ratings?
1: Movie good.
0: Yes, movie good. Christians bad Specific- specifically no specifically one- bad for hating on this movie
1: <laughs> yeah I specifically think um, Christian moms would rage on this movie yeah um,
0: and, and like I'm saying this as a Christian myself modern Christianity is not what it's cracked up to be. So, anyway, regarding the critic reception of this movie, IMDb gives this movie an 8 out of 10. Um, Mm. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 95%. Eh. Letterboxd, I've never seen this one before. (laughs) Yeah, Letterboxd gives it a 4 out of 5. Makes sense. And then 90% of Google users liked this movie.
1: Yeah, good job, Google users. Um, 8.5. I'm giving this
0: movie probably 8.7. Huh. So yeah, um, join us tomorrow for uh, Star vs. the Forces of Evil Season 2. Join us next week for Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and Infinity Train Season 3. Um, and with all that being said... I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and I've only been a person for an hour, and even I know that's a bad idea.